and this is the Friends of a Feather podcast. Once a month, I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a passion to share, or a dream that she is pursuing. Today, my guest is Morgan. Morgan is wife to Jerry and a mom to three children, and she owns Morgan Harrington Art. What I love about Morgan is her love for Jesus and her very fun attitude toward life. Morgan and I talk about the funny way of how she impressed her future husband, her love of bulletproof coffee, and a neat way that we can pray for the world. You don't want to miss this episode. Here's our conversation. So, hey everybody, this is my friend Morgan. Hey Morgan. Hey. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. This is so much fun. Good. Well, we had a little technical difficulties this morning with the Skype, but we have resolved those issues. I feel like we need an award to be like IT queens of the day. You know, we did it. I feel like we need to do that. We overcame. We overcame. (laughs) And we are in Morgan. Where are you right now? All right. So it's usually my art studio, but since the weather has been so nice, I've taken my easel outside. And so now this small little five by six room is now housing a bunch of boxes for all of my paintings that ship out. So I've got bubble wrap in here and paper and boxes and all these kinds of things. Yay. Okay. Where do you get your boxes? Like, um, well, if I'm shipping a large painting, then I order the canvas online and I ship it out in the box that it came in. Perfect. But if it's not, if it's something smaller that I can just use the priority boxes from the post office and I just grab a handful of them every time I'm there. And like, so I've got them in different sizes so I can box it and do all that at home. So I'm not standing in the post office trying to do all those things. Yes. With a nice painting that you're like, I don't want to mess up. I mean, even though it's dry still, I don't want to mess up and Hey, let's try to shove this thing in the box. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Right. Right. And bring in my tape and bring in my Um, Sharpies and like, I just rather do it here. Yeah. 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 Good. That's awesome. I'm glad you have a space like that to do that. Me too. I'm thankful. Okay. So Morgan, let's talk about how we met. We met a few years ago. I think it's been like eight years ago because all the kids were younger. I had not had my son yet. And we met in Sunday school at church, which is the best place to meet friends. I know (laughs) in the life group with, I think it was Robbie and Ashley were our leaders. Yes. 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 And I'm, I have a horrible memory as an adult. I can remember great things from my childhood, but then now since I have kids and I feel like I'm living their lives too and having to remember their events and their calendar, I have such a spotty memory. And so I, I know that I remember thinking you were the most fun. Like you lit up the room with like conversation and like cute sarcasm in a good way. You know what I mean? Oh, you're and so sweet. You, so, Yes, I loved you, and oh, I still love you, yes. and I just thought, that's so much fun, and we would have luau's at your house. And oh, my goodness. So much fun. So fun. So much yes. fun. Absolutely. Well, and then we realized that y'all were married a year before us, the day before us. No, you were married, yes, a year before. So you were married July 27th. No, the On 20th, that Saturday. That Saturday. And then the next year on our first anniversary yes. was the 26th. That Saturday was y'all's wedding day. Yes, that's what it was. So then remember yeah. when we went to Texas Day Brazil to celebrate our Yes. <laughs> Texas Day Brazil so is like the best place because you can have, I mean, like every kind of meat you would ever want. They come with skewers and just, you just yeah. take your meat off the skewer. Yeah, you have like a sign, like a red and a green sign, like green, keep it coming, and red, like I can't take any more. <laughs> I love it. I wish they could do that at home, except we, we're not moms, and we could be like red or no, green, I need some more. Somebody serve right. me, but that's not real life, right? 
Well, no, that's like if you're royalty, you know, so right. <laughs> if we were Princess Kate. And that's right. And that's her name. Yeah, Middleton, why. right. They sure. talk about memory loss. I think when you yeah. have a child, your memory goes out. Like, I, somebody would say, oh, yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, I really don't remember that at all. Like, I, no. I'm good if I remember. I, like, I don't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. That's sad. That's awful. Right. That's bad. Right. Anyway. Okay, so tell us about your family. Okay, well, all right, I'll preface this. Okay. So my mom is a very prayerful woman, and um, she had told me at a very young age, I mean, I was probably like seventh grade, that I was never too early to start praying for my husband. Mm. And so she said, start writing down some characteristics of things that you would like in a husband and start telling the Lord that later down the road. So in being in seventh grade, you know, and still being a little girl to the, you know, in between not knowing am I a girl or am I a teen or a woman or what, mm -hmm. you know, I wrote that I wanted God to give me a man that looked like a Ken doll, <gasps> which is hilarious. <laughs> so my husband, I think, looks very he much like a Ken doll. He is very much a Ken doll. Oh, he kind of has that, you know, hair that, yes. sort of, you know, and then he's tall and he's blonde. And, you know, I'll tell him like, if you just bend at the elbows and hold it there, like you would look <laughs> like a Kendall. Well, totally. And bright, shiny white teeth. Totally. Right, right. He's Ken. Sure. Ken. So, um, <laughs> met him in college and I had actually gone to Ole Miss and I transferred to Middle Tennessee State University okay. up in the middle of the state near Nashville, mm -hmm. Murfreesboro, for a boy that was not my husband, Jerry. Mm. And Jerry is an Iowa boy, and he went to um, University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee and transferred to MTSU for a girl that wasn't me. <gasps> and oh. I know. And wow. we started waiting tables at the same restaurant. So that's oh how we met. Goodness. Okay. And I remember this story when somehow... Jim and Jerry and you and me were in a car together. I think we were doing the life group late trip and we were on the road and we told stories all the way home. Yes. Is that right? Oh, see, okay. you do have a good memory. Well, no, like selective. It's totally selective. You know, like it's like, oh, I remember <laughs> that. But like I said, I don't remember what I wore or what I ate yesterday. Um, right, and right. something about a cigar. I can totally cut this out if you want me to. But it was something oh, about a word. cigar. I need to know about the cigar. <laughs> all I remember is oh, Morgan's well, cigar. Okay. Isn't that awful? No, no. I'm sure. I mean, like, yeah. Well, I was... And, and in my testimony, I was saved at a young age, and I very much stained it in college because <laughs> I went a little wild. And But God is faithful, and yes. He has waited for me. And, and, you know, one thing the Lord has always told me is, I saved you at seven years old knowing how you were going to act in college. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm -hmm. that He waited for me to come around mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. So okay. in college— Jerry and I had both broken up with those other people that we transferred schools for, not because of each other. We just were done with the relationships and we waited tables. And that night after we had gotten done with this shift, we decided to all drive, you know, 20 minutes to Nashville with a bunch of other friends from work. And I thought Jerry was really cute, you know, Kendall. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like thinking that I wanted to be attractive to him. And the way it would be attractive is if I got his big cigar. I mean, please. Yeah. There was a guy walking around with a basket. We were like some honky tonk, you know, <laughs> Nashville scene. And he was walking around with a basket selling roses and cigars. No. And I was like, ooh, I'll, I'll get one. And Jerry will just think this is great or cute or whatever. <laughs> 
So I don't know what I'm doing because I'm not a cigar smoker. I never no. even smoked a cigarette. <laughs> I just thought that this was going to be something gonna, great. I don't know. It's going to be cool. So I was talking to him, to Jerry, and I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing, and I put the lit end <gasps> of the cigar in my mouth. Oh, I forgot that part. See? Oh, my <laughs> word. You did not. <laughs> I mean, like, and this is not, like, obviously it's not my style. Like, I was not very well, well I don't know versed in like how to do things so anyway i he said oh my gosh and of course i got like a dime size burn on my tongue oh and my i had ashes all over my lips and teeth that's real attractive right yeah oh and my it's funny because i was like oh my word i just botched it with this this guy yeah. like he probably thinks this girl's an idiot but inside he said he just thought that was very endearing and kind of like cute and hilarious oh you know uh, that I was trying to be all cool, but deep down I probably wasn't really that cool. So anyway, it worked to my advantage because well, we've been married 15 years. There so. you go. And it's either going to turn out really, really good or really, really bad. So there's no in between. <laughs> well, at least I didn't like light my hair on fire or something. That's like, true. It could have been true. worse. That's right. But I love it. Okay, it I love that story. Bad. I'm sorry. That's yeah. okay. So now I will remember it indelibly <laughs> in my memory because of that. <laughs> okay, so tell us about you've been married to Jerry for 15 years. You have three kids. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your kids real quick. Okay. We have uh, a girl and two boys. So Parker, she is my oldest and she is 12 mm. and in sixth grade. And then we have Davis, my middle one, who is nine. And then Cole, the baby, who's six years old in kindergarten this year. Mm, I can't believe that. I know you can't, I know. but wow. Okay. And they all go to public schools. And I know this is a big, huge um, deal for everybody that lives in our area or anywhere for that matter is whether to homeschool, whether to send your child to private school or whether to send your child to public school. So tell me exactly how you came and your journey of coming to the decision of sending your three kids to public schools. Well, I think first of all, God's plan for each child is different and, and each family you know, really needs to just be in God's word and let him guide and direct with what his plan is. Because his plan for one family to go to a private school might be because that child comes to salvation through a teacher. That might be the journey that God takes them on for, for that child's salvation. Mm -hmm. Or it might be that you need to homeschool your child because they have some learning needs that they can't get filled in a traditional classroom. You know, they need some one-on-one -on -one or, you know, whatever it is for your family. Um, Thankfully, we live in a suburb that has really great schools. Mm -hmm. And um, so when we were deciding and really prayerful about it, I was raised in public school here in Memphis, and Jerry was raised in Catholic school K through 12 in Iowa. And um, so, but when it came down to it, I just felt so much that our kids could really be salt and light in the schools, like real life, you right. know? And um, I know that their influence, majority of their influence comes from us at home being younger. And then as they get older, they're more influenced by their peers. Mm -hmm. But what we've always tried to do is, you know, we're raising adults. We're not raising kids. Mm -hmm. Like we're raising them to be able to handle themselves when they get to middle school, when they get to high school, when they get to college. And they're surrounded by all these different beliefs, mm -hmm. all these different cultures, teachers feeding them something that might be different than what we have said or what the Bible says. Right. And so I tell my children all the time, um, like even if they're just going over to play at a friend's house, I'll say, now I want you to remember what you make decisions on. First, ask yourself, does this glorify God? And secondly, would this honor my parents with something they would want me to do? Mm. 
That's great. I love that. And so Parker, my oldest, she has had the opportunity to share the gospel on the school bus. Mm. Um, A boy had asked her um, if she believed in God. And um, she said, yes, I believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. And then she said, the end, because she said she didn't want any more questions. She was scared. I love her. Hey, she spoke the truth and the end. That's it. The end. Like, that's it. Hands down. That's what I believe. And so he actually didn't. He he said, I mean, I think it just sort of stopped him because, you know, it was it was scripture and it was truth and he didn't couldn't argue it. And he turned around and sat in his seat and she came home and told me what she had said. And, you know, there's different instances in schools where they're reading certain books. And um, so that might not be in line with necessarily what we are believing, but, you know, we'll talk through it. I'll share that with the teacher, you know, and use that as a witnessing opportunity with where we, what we believe. And so it has been really amazing because we are constantly asking our kids, like, what are they telling you? What are you, you know, and, um, and, um, I think it's just really helped them. So when they are ready to launch out into the world, they will be able to, and not that you can't get that from a Christian school. They're, they're grooming you for that too. Right. But I just felt like for us, um, we had really great schools here that were Mm -hmm. safe Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Mm -hmm. The majority of these teachers are Christians, which has been great. Right. And that's neat to hear too. Yes. And praying every year that God will place our children in a Mm -hmm. a Christian teacher's room. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he's been faithful to do that. And and I went to a, um, a class at church, um, that was talking about making the school decision and we're, you know, my son is four. So we were looking at that and, um, it was neat because the people in the, um, they, all of them said, obviously seek the Lord and, and find where, where your child needs to be, whether it's homeschool, private school or public school. And, um, but one of the group, um, the leaders talked about and said, you know, we just talk fluently with our children at the dinner table. Like what was said today at school and what was this? And, you know, I think back in the day when we were raised, I think I think parents maybe didn't have to do it. Like, now I feel like we're having to do that no matter where you go to school, no matter if you're public or private, that you are having conversations with your children every day about what happened and talk about this. And then, oh, did you, what did you say when they asked you that? You know, just those conversations. Sure. It's not... Um it's not my decision for what, you know, like what God is telling your specific family mm-hmm. could be so t- totally different than the path he has on for our family. You know, Absolutely. your sphere of influence, the people that God directly puts in your path, whether it's neighbors or friends or family members, my, it's like my thumbprint. It's going to be so different for my sphere of influence than what it is for yours or someone else. And so if God has people in my path at that school and for my children in that school, that's who we can reach. And maybe he wants y'all to reach someone else in the homeschool community or in Mm -hmm. the private school community or whatever it is, you know? And I just feel like he's, he cares about everything and he's going to tell you, you know, and if Mm -hmm. you aren't getting a clear answer either way from the Lord about schools that you've prayed for, maybe it's because he's either a already told you Mm. and you need to go back and ask him to remind you, or it it's fine either way. He's giving you the open door to say, you know what? I'm okay with you doing this or with this. You know, mm-hmm. you just move forward and I will guide you in that. And there has been instances that I've prayed for something and have felt almost like an audible no in my face from the Lord about mm. something. And then there, you know, just a pause in my spirit, like there's a wall there. Like he is telling me, you, 
you're not going to do this or you can't do this or whatever. Um, or, you know, there's times when I have not felt anything and I just keep walking forward in his grace until he does move right. me here right. or there. Right. That's great. That's good advice. Good advice for all us young mommies for sure. Okay. So I want to move in here about Morgan Harrington art. I know that you, um, were an art major in college and you mm-hmm. actually were in the pub, the school system teaching and teaching art, and then now you have an art business. So tell me how that kind of came to be. Yes. Yes, and I love it. Um, well, years ago when I went to college, I, I started out pre-med, and I think the reason <laughs> I did that was for money. <laughs> I am so bad at science and math. Like, it isn't even, like, why would I do that to myself? I love you. I mean, embarrassing. I failed pre-med biology at Ole Miss with a 17 for the semester average. Oh, like, Morgan. Horrible. Oh. So my parents were like, let's revamp this <laughs> because we're paying a lot, you know? Um, so my it. dad, my dad gives really great guidance and advice and I'm the oldest child. So this is their first go round with sending someone to college, you know, mm-hmm. so they're trying to figure it out too. And he, he said, okay, so if you could wake up every day and it didn't matter if how much money you made, you would just have enough, what would you do? And I said, well, like make stuff and sell it. <laughs> and like thinking back, I used to make like beaded necklaces and sell uh-huh. them at like lemonade stands, oh. you know, like and stuff, even being in second and third grade, like I've always kind of wanted to like peddle my goods or yeah. something. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm a peddler, yes. So my dad was like, all right, how about we take an art class next semester? You know, I never took it in high school. I always sang in the choir. That was my fine art in high school. Okay. I just kind of didn't want to, like, have my art hanging in the hallway to be judged by a bunch of high school Mm. kids. Like, that's the way it felt to me is, like, I'm being really kind of exposed. And in high school, it's so weird anyway. Yeah. So never wanted to do it. And Mm. then, so took it in college and, like, loved it. So Mm. started changing everything to art education so I could teach. And uh, my emphasis is in painting and pottery. So um, when I taught for for three years and then we decided we wanted to start a family, we were both on the same page with me staying home with our child. So thankfully God provided. Uh, Money was super tight. And um, that taught me a whole nother thing on contentment. But Mm. um, so we made it work. We got rid of cable. We got rid of all of these things. things And yes. And the Lord started providing the most strangest, odd jobs of painting business for people. Like somebody wanted me to paint pictures of parrots on the wall in their laundry room. Like I couldn't even tell you how I met her. It was down in Arkansas and I drove there and I did it. And I mean, like he just kept giving me these strangest, but the money was coming in from it. And I would have really done any kind of art job to be able to make extra money to help supplement the income and not have to go back and teach, you know, in traditional school full time. Um, and then my youngest is now in kindergarten. And so I really started my Instagram page. Can I do a shameless plug? Oh, I want you to. Okay. So my Instagram is at Morgan Harrington art. And Harrington's HA. So at Morgan Harrington Art, and I started my Instagram and been selling on there and a lot. it's been lot. taking and, off. Um, you have 5,000 followers, I saw. Yeah, it's That's really cool. Awesome. And when did you start? Like a, two years ago? A year ago? No, I started, um, well, I kind of started an Instagram in April of last year, but then I didn't really start till September <gasps> of 2016. That's when Cold went back to school, you oh. know, in, in August, September. 
So that's when I really started able to be painting and putting things out there. And um, an art buyer for Hobby Lobby and Kirkland stores found me. And oh. so I signed a contract with them. No, you didn't. I didn't know this. Yay. This is so yes. exciting. So the plan is for they will be carrying reproductions of my oh, artwork in Morgan. their stores. I know. All over the U.S. And that is the Lord. I mean, because mm. I prayed... I've been praying since I was 18 when I went off to college and took that first art class that God would let me get in a gallery or some sort of mm. place to have more recognition for my art or whatever mm. it was. And, um, you know, he, he gives you exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or imagine. Like he doesn't just give you the, I, the ice cream sundae, you know, he gives you the sprinkles and the whipped cream. Mm. And I heard that from a very dear friend, just a spoon mm. even and the, the cherry on top. And that's how it is yeah. with this. I would much rather be in Hobby Lobby selling pieces mm. than being, you know, hanging in a gallery and maybe just being looked at. So right, right. Well, it's very sweet. And think about this, it, like what you just said about your high school days and how you, it was very vulnerable to put, you didn't even want to put, you know, maybe some insecurity about putting your art out there in hallways. And now it's going to be in Hobby Lobby and Kirkland's. How did you make that transformation from High school, I mean, obviously from high school <laughs> to now, hopefully we have grown, but how did you do that? How did you transfer all that to not have guess, all that insecurity anymore? Well, it is always kind of daunting to put yourself out there every t day. When I put a post on Instagram, I'm always thinking like, mm -hmm. do people like it? Do they not like it? I mean, you get likes and it's sure. so different than Facebook. Facebook, mm -hmm. they're all my friends. Like they have to like it. It's like family, you know, you, <laughs> right. you have to say I'm pretty, pretty mommy. Yes. You know, you have to like it. But with Instagram, I don't know these people that are following me. They're right. following me because they like the art or they, you know, like whatever. You. And so followers come and go and mm -hmm. people like it or they don't like it. And, mm -hmm. you know, you just have to be like secure with, well, I, you know, I'm just going to do it and I'm just going to pray that God blesses it. And, mm -hmm. you know, That's and right. I really try to put scripture, you know, or something that God has put on my heart, you know, mm -hmm. and people have messaged me like that was my Bible verse reading for the day. And then I read it on your Instagram and God just confirmed it. And it's just really cool. Cause you would think, how could God use something like social media that seems so right. not real life, you know, right. so right. But it right. can, but he, it can translate. Yeah, totally. That's totally. awesome. Yay. Well, it's beautiful. Y'all need to go find her on Instagram at Morgan Harrington art. And I'll put a link in um in the show notes for that for sure but it's beautiful beautiful work beautiful every day i see it and i'm like it's gorgeous every single day you just thank I mean, you keep getting better and better so i'm an, an okay. apologetic uh, no. an apologetic color lover so it's got some color oh but. love the color love the color and the vase that you do like the water in the vase i'm just like oh i just want to look at the water and the stems in the vase that's to me i know the flowers and everything but just the water in the vase just makes me, I don't, it brings solitude. I don't know. I know that sounds so yes. <laughs> out there, but I love looking at the water in the vase. I'm so weird. Thank you. It's so Thank so, you. just solitude. Just call me. We need that as moms. Yes. Preach girl. Okay. So here's the last <laughs> four questions that I ask every guest. This is my eat, read, pray, okay. love segment. So I want to know what are you eating? And I know you just have been diagnosed with uh, something. So tell us what are, what is your favorite thing that you're eating now? Okay. 
Uh, yes, last fall I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Mm. So it's an autoimmune disease where your body pretty much attacks the foods that you eat because it's no longer digestible. And um, mm. I think that a lot of it has to do with the way the food is prepared now, a lot of modified food starch and genetically modified things. And so yes. my colon has just sort of stopped working. Mm. And um, so I choose to regulate that through um my diet versus uh, medication because yeah. I don't want to be that person that's 60 and on, you know, that little strip of pill box that has all these different things. So I'm right. I'm completely paleo. So that means okay. I eat like a caveman, yes. fruit, vegetables, meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. so, uh, there, so really it's now just become fuel. I don't think there's a lot of things that I just am like so excited to eat. I eat a ton of almond butter and a ton of avocados just to I keep bet. the fat up because uh-huh. I have lost a lot of weight because, mm-hmm. you know, you can't hold on to apples and raspberries uh-huh. for very long, you know, right. and, um, you need some substance. Uh, but, you need a big steak. You need to go to Texas day Brazil every day. <laughs> yes, girl, <laughs> we got to. So I am loving bulletproof coffee. Okay, what is okay, this? So I need have, to know. Okay, yes. Are you a coffee drinker? No, but I need to know what the bulletproof okay. <laughs> coffee is. I keep seeing everybody you doing it. I'm be. like, I don't drink it, but yeah, I don't drink do yeah, caffeine. You might be after this. Okay. Okay, so um, my trainer at Orange Theory told me about this. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically you brew just regular coffee, pretty dark, pretty strong. Okay. And um, you add to it, and you can look this up on Pinterest or Google or whatever, Bulletproof okay. Coffee, and it will give you the recipe for it. Okay. But you add a tablespoon of MCT oil, which is like an omega-3 fatty acid that everybody should have. So you're adding oil to your coffee, which sounds really weird. Right. Um, but So it looks kind of strange. It doesn't really change the flavor, but you're just doing something good for your body. So you're adding okay. that, and then you're adding some coconut or almond milk to it. Okay. I sweeten it with either 100% pure maple syrup or coconut sugar. Okay. Which you, you can have because it's not refined white sugar. Okay. And, um, and then you're supposed to add some, a pat of grass free butter. Yes. I like, saw like, that. like, like grass fed butter. Yes. yes the so Irish. it makes it right. You got it. Um, and it makes it so creamy, like your drink. I mean, it is so good. And of course it holds you off because it's got the oils and stuff in it, the good for you fat. So you're not as hungry as frequently and it kind of clears your mind a little bit because you're getting those omega threes that you need. And it is so, so that's my guilty pleasure that I cannot wait to have every morning is my bulletproof coffee. Okay. Well, I'm thank you for explaining (laughs) to me what that was because I saw somebody's Instagram story and they were putting the, um, the Kerrygold butter in it. And we have, we use Kerrygold butter because I saw it at Costco. I was like, we have to have this. Everybody says it's best. And so we have that, but she was putting it in her coffee. And I was like, I don't, what? Yeah. Right. I have to try it. I might have to try it in the coffee. Maybe I'll fix some for Jim and don't tell him. Just be like, here you go. He'll probably love it. Or maybe I love it. I don't know. He's kind of picky. Okay. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) Yum, yum, yum. Okay. I'm eating. What am I eating nowadays? I'm all about the salty. I know that's not, Mm. but I do like almonds. I do. And can you have almonds? Uh huh. I just can't have nuts, like peanuts, any legumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. See, I did Whole30, which is very, or I didn't do Whole, I mean, I did Whole30 and then I said, well, no, I'm just going to do paleo because I'm endometriosis and I was like, inflammation, we're going to try to help with that. Sure. And I did. And I lost weight, like you're saying, and I lost a bunch. And I was like, my doctor was like, you don't really need to do that much. Like, let's just do kind of balance. And so I'm try, I try to do a balance of it. I do a lot of gluten-free um, crackers and stuff that are made with sure. other stuff. So Honestly, I don't think that I would be paleo if I didn't 100% have to. I mean, yeah. the, the alternative for me is to keep eating the way I was and have to have a colostomy bag. 
I mean, like, who wants that at the beach? No. Who wants to go to the pool with a colostomy bag, you know? So I'm like, yes. okay, paleo's fine, you know, yes. whatever. It's so. something that you can, and your body gets used to it. Like, the other day, I didn't do any sugar all day. And your body's like, I didn't even, I mean, like, I thought about it, but then it was, if it wasn't right there right. in front of me, I'm, I don't care. You know, like, and, and sure. if I was feeding it good stuff, like a spinach salad with good stuff on it, then sure. my body's going to be full. So I just have to get yeah, it away it's, an, it's definitely an addiction, like sugar and starches oh. and stuff. I mean, I haven't eaten yes. any starch, no bread or rice or pasta or anything since last October. Wow. And it's not a big deal. You right. don't crave it like you do when you're eating it. Right. You know, like once it's gone, it's out. And, you yeah. know, like, I mean, I used to just have this thing for salt and vinegar chips. And wow. like, that was the thing that yeah. I had to have. Yeah. And um, th- that's, I don't even need that yeah, anymore. Yeah, you're like, I'm good. Well, and your body's so much healthier. Yeah. And your body thanks you. Your colon says, thank you, Morgan. Yes. You know? <laughs> For sure. If yeah. it could talk, it would say that. Okay, I'll put next. That on a t-shirt. What it, <laughs> that's right. You should paint that. <laughs> My colon face me. <laughs> with some flowers on the side. I love it. Okay, what are you reading? What is your book you're reading right now? Okay, um, I'm a scatterbrained artist, and so I always have a start books and then move mm-hmm. on, and I've got like four going at one time always reading my Bible right now for the past three years, I think I've gone through the one year Bible, which is old Testament, new Testament, Psalms and Proverbs. And I love that. Um, chronological is great, but sometimes I get antsy because I'm not to the new Testament till September, you know, when you do the, and so I feel like I really like having where the God will align the old and new Testament that day in a really cool way. Yes. I like that. So always going through the one year Bible. Um, but a book that I keep going back to that I love and I've read over and over again, it's called, so what's the difference? Yes. I remember that. Yes. It's by Fritz Reidenauer and it is like a topical type guide. And each chapter is a different world view or world religion. And it, compares it or contrasts it to evangelical Christianity. So like, let's say you met a friend that might be Mormon or new age or Muslim or whatever. And, you know, you want to say, well, gosh, you know, I don't know really what, what is the difference between this and that you can turn right to that chapter and it's got scripture to back it up. This is what they believe. This is what we believe. And it's really great. It helps you just to understand where they're coming from. So when you Mm -hmm. do lovingly engage them in a conversation, you're able to point them to what you believe in a caring way. And it's just so, it's so good. I need to get that. I remember seeing it when I worked at the bookstore in college and, um, that's great. It's what a good resource for sure. And then you can share with your kids. I mean, sure. Gosh, that's great. I love that. Okay. I'm reading you are free by Rebecca Lyons. Um, I saw her in February and it's, um, just about how we need to experience the freedom that God has already given us. Like we have it. We're like, sitting in a jail cell with the door open and we just need to get out, you know, like we're there. It's open. He has given us freedom. You just have to walk in it and believe it and tell yourself that. So I'm reading, I just started Monday at Swim and Lesbian, but it's really good, really, really good. And questions in the back of each chapter to be like, and how did you experience freedom today? Or or digging out the things oh, that put us in the bondage. It. Oh, it's it's great. It's really And we great. do it to ourselves. Yes. So I love that. Yes. 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 You'll have to text so, me the title of that because I my will. memory, like I said, I yeah. can't even remember what you said. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I did an Instagram story yesterday on it. So um you'll have to go oh, back and I'll watch look. it. It's kinda of funny. I have to tell you a funny okay. story about when I met Rebecca Lyons and asked about her nail color. Anyway, it's on there. You can go watch it. It's silly. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So what is something you're praying for right now? Um, 
Okay. So I started this new prayer journal because, you know, you always have friends that say, Hey, pray for me in this, or, mm-hmm. you know, your life group, pray for this. And you think, you know, I don't want to just like pray at one time mm-hmm. and then, or, or forget to pray it even worse altogether. And nothing's worse when someone comes to you and says, Hey, thanks for praying this answered prayer. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. Oh my word, I forgot, you know? Uh-huh. Right. So I have, um, a prayer journal that it's just a regular old journal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I drew a line down the middle of the page. And on one side, I'll write the prayer request and the date and pray it. And then when it gets answered on the other side of the line, write the day it was answered and how it was answered or whatever. So over time, and like highlight it. So over time you can see, boom, boom, boom. Like all these answered prayers just build yes. your faith, you know? That's great. So I'm always, of course, you know, praying for my family. I make sure to put the armor of God on them every day and on myself, you know, try to put it on myself before I pray so I can really get in the right frame of mind, you know, and, and not have these thoughts being trying to be captured by the enemy, but that I'll be protected and I can focus on praying for my husband and my children and then lifting up those prayer requests that people have given to me and stopping and praying for them right then. Mm -hmm. If they send me a text, pray for this, you know, but I do like to keep it in my prayer journal. It's cool. You know, I put stuff in there that might even just be, you know, something that's very simple, but then the Lord answers it and it's, you know, it's just really cool. Cool. Yeah. You were a part of that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to operationworld.org, but it's a um, way to pray for the world, for the nations day by day. So, you know, you'll have like a devotional that's a daily devotional. This is the country of the day through the whole year. And so it's cool to think of Christians all over the world coming together and praying for Cuba or, you know, these places that you've never even heard of, you didn't even know existed, you know? And you're, you're praying for them and you can even sign up for their emails and it'll send you an email every day saying, you know, don't Uh, forget to pray for Zimbabwe or whatever. And it's alphabetical and um, it goes through, you know, all the countries. And I love it because I had, um, gosh, and I can't even remember where I heard this quote, but, um, I had posted it on my Instagram a while back, but it said, um, if all the prayers you prayed in the last month were answered, how would it affect the global cause of Christ? Mm, that's big. That's huge. It's big. That's convicting. It is for me too. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if getting on there and praying for my brothers and sisters in Christ that are either being persecuted on the other side of the globe or, you know, or either the, the ones that might not be able to be reached by missionaries, but God can come to them in a, a dream, you know, mm-hmm. or just like the way right. he did in the Bible. And to know that I'm on the other side of the world praying for those people. And so are a lot of other Christians that are involved in the operation world. Mm, so great. it's, it's a great thing. That's yeah. wonderful. I love that. Okay. One more question before we have to go. What are okay. you loving these days? Okay. I got it for mother's day. Oh, I can say that my dad, was sweet, gave me a Bible, you know, that, and I feel like, you know, in the U.S., we, we're so blessed to have so many Bibles, you know, we've got coming out of every drawer in our house, right. you know, different translations or whatever, but right. this specific Bible has these big, uh, wide margins for journaling, and what I want to do is, as I'm doing my daily reading in the one-year Bible, mm-hmm. I want to start journaling in those side margins, mm-hmm. praying back to the Lord on behalf of my children, mm-hmm. all these verses, and then I want to fill it up and then give them each a Bible, oh. whether they're adults, yes. 
with the prayers that I've done. So I want to fill this one up and then, you know, go on to my second Bible and then go on to my third. And uh, my mom's best friend is very prayerful. And I had gone over to her house to visit with her the other day. And she showed me Bibles that she started doing this back in 2007 for her grown sons. And Mm -hmm. they're tattered and the spine is falling apart. And it's just prayer after prayer after prayer. And she's like, I finally finished my third Bible this year and I'm going to give them to them at Christmas and this will be that, the, that I have been praying these scriptures for you since 07, at least, or recording them since wow. 07, and here are your Bibles. And so oh. my dad, I told him that I had wanted that, and so he wrote some really sweet words to me in the front of the Bible. Oh. Can't wait to start. I want to start like soon. That is wonderful. Well, and I can only imagine what your Bible, those pages are going to look like, Artist Morgan. Oh, my word. They're gonna, not going to look like mine. But, oh, my God. You need to post some of that on your on your, on your your Instagram. Seriously, I would love to see yes. that. That would be amazing. Okay. I love that. you got to do that. Yes. Sure. Yay. Okay. So Good. you can find yeah. Morgan at Morgan Harrington Art on Facebook and on Instagram, correct? Yes. Facebook is Morgan Harrington Fine Art. Fine. So yes. Fine. fine art. Fine. Yes. Because, awesome. well, there was some questionable things if you Googled Morgan Harrington art for on Facebook. I'm not sure. There, I guess there's another Morgan Harrington there. Her art was not um, probably what I would want to show. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so I changed it to fine art. So, okay. yes. So they are fine. Now yes. I'm sure I've got so, everyone curious. Now yeah. everyone's curious to go search. I'm not Googling that. No, ma'am. I am not going to Facebook that. Okay, good. So it's Morgan Harrington. Fine arts. You have fine, you have fine eyes. Anyway, that's from Pride and Prejudice. Thank you okay, so much, yay. Morgan. Everybody go check out her Thank you. pages on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much, Ren. This was so much fun. I just so love that fun. you asked me to do this. Oh, thank absolutely. You. Y'all go check her out. And thank you so much for giving me some time. I love you, friend. Love you, too. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye, guys. Okay, bye. Don't you just feel so much joy when you hear Morgan talk? I just love just talking to her. She's just really joyful and a happy person. So, hope you enjoyed our conversation. You can always find us on Facebook. And also on Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. Be encouraged. Share this with a friend. Remember, we're all friends of a feather. Let's stick together. See you next time.